Happy Hoodoo and Geechee Heritage Month, y'all. Hi, this is Nikki. I am the owner of Soul Things Botanica, and you are listening to the How to Be Magical podcast. And this week's episode is all about me. I'm a little late with this episode. That's fine, because it's all about me. I was going to put up one of the interviews, but being that it is the, the top of the month, my birthday month, and a full moon in Aries, I feel it was only fitting for me to literally take some time to dedicate an episode to myself, um, even in the middle of the season where I'm interviewing everybody named Mother, literally. Uh, I am so grateful to every one of you who listens and streams and shares and comments and subscribes. And I mean, I get messages from people saying that they just found it and they binging. And I mean, I am truly humbled. Um, when I started this podcast, I just wanted just to just share where I was at in my spiritual journey and how I, I, I got there. Um, I wanted to, to help preserve a little something, you know, and I wanted to just throw my, my hat in the ring and, and let my New York cadence do what it do. And I'm really, you know, happy that I did not fold on myself. And I'm really happy that I pushed forward with this podcast because I really enjoy doing it. And I love you guys. I really do. Um, yeah, it's October. I don't know how we made it to October because I'm like, y'all, listen, when, when the podcast started in January, January seems so far away now. Like, everything just feels so different. Um, I feel like I'm a different person. Like, the top of the year, my hair was loose. Now it's locked, you know? Top of the year, I was working crazy ass hours. Now I'm pretty much furloughed until further notice. Um, I Yeah, yeah, it was just, this year was a lot of change. Um, for myself personally, since last October, this time my life has literally everything that the, that the spirit said was going to happen, happened, which is pretty much what I want to talk about in this episode of like, you know, it's when you, when you really getting deep into self mastery, self knowledge, knowledge of self, um, it, 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 information is one thing, you know? application is another thing. You put those two things together and you are, you know, moving different and responding to things differently and seeing things differently. You're not just absorbing everything that's happening to you, you know? So for me, let me just start off with this. Last year, last October, I went to Amisa um, and I was told some very, very, uh, I don't want to say harsh information, but I was given a stern talking to, right? And it wasn't anything that I was doing per se, but it was more so of how I was allowing myself to be, how I was perceiving myself, how I was carrying myself. They wasn't feeling it. They was like, yo, you're not, why are you acting like you're not this, that, and the third? And I'm like, well, you know, and they're like, nah, I don't care. You need to, you need to celebrate yourself a lot more. You need to really celebrate yourself. And it took me, literally, it took me a whole year for that message to really sink in, you know, and to really cut through all of the layers of things that were holding me back, that I was holding myself back from. It's not anybody else, you know. Sometimes we can get very, um, I don't want to say paranoid, 
but a little too focused on the outside of what's happening outside. Um, and I feel like if anything, this year is a, is a huge testament to no matter what's going on outside, as long as you're good with you, you'll be all right. And that is, you know, that, that takes a certain level of accountability and personal responsibility. And that is our, you know, part of the equation is that, yes, yeah, all kinds of wild shit going on out in the street, in the world, in the, in the media, in the news, health-wise. I mean, all kinds of things. But that can't affect your own internal structure. And that's what, um, that's what the Hidana told me last year. She was, you know, and I asked, I asked her, you know, <laughs> it's so funny because spirits, they are not on our timeline. Like they on our timeline, but not really. They got their own, they don't, they're not constrained to this. You know, they don't have the constraints of this linear timeline like we do. So asking them certain questions is always going to be met with like either a scoff, like what? Or a laugh, like girl, please. And it's just funny, you know? So I, I had made mention of something that I was feeling insecure about at work and she was like is this a new thing to you is this a new development being you is that new and i'm like no and she's like all right then what did you what are you asking me you know but she was very sweet about it she hugged me and loved, and loved me up and you know i've i had conversation with her subsequently you know a few more times after and she she definitely um pushed me to really look at the way i was looking at myself and, you know, I think at the, at the core of our spiritual practices, it is a desire for advancement. Um, it's a desire for protection. It's a desire to, you know, extract the best out of our situations, no matter what is going on. Whatever the best outcome is, that's why we do these things. Um, and sometimes that's hard to get away from when you are dealing with your own personal um, visions of yourself when you're not clear about who exactly you are and what you are doing, your magic can get you know haphazard. Like it can be haphazard. Your abilities can be unfocused. Like you you might got the juice, but you're not channeling it in the right ways. Or you might have all of the ingredients, but your recipe is off. Like this is a very this is an intricate thing. Like when you're working, when we are doing these workings. We are the most important ingredient in the whole equation. And as as we change and as we grow and as we evolve and as we alter and, and call and, and shed, the, the way that we work and the ability to do the things that we do is going to change. It is. There's no way about it. Like, there's no way around it. And I feel like sometimes our egos will trap us in patterns, holding patterns that are not allowing us to grow and elevate. Um, and your ego is a powerful thing. You need it. You know, your ego is, is a necessary part of your identity, but it can't be your whole identity, you know, and you have to have the confidence and the courage to sometimes tell your ego, yo, sit down, you're doing too much. All right. We're not doing all of that. We're going to do this and let it just talk its shit in the back. You know, that's why we meditate. Right. So we can just observe the thoughts that we have, not acting on them. Right. So funny so um it's, it's hoodoo and geechee heritage month shout out to all the hoodoos shout out to all of the geechee gullah descendants um i am i got geechee blood uh my family is from south carolina something was was, was, was popping and um <laughs> one of my guides is one of my ancestral geechees like she came through like you belong to me and i'm like okay 
Swamp Lady, I'm cool with you. She actually got some rabbit defrosting in the in the sink right now because it's I want to make you know in honor of Hoodoo Heritage Month. I want to make a nice meal for all of my Geechee, um, all of the Geechees in my bloodline, and I want to just big them up because they are incredible folks, um, and they have been very helpful to me. And again, that shedding of the ego and getting in tune with who I really, really am, not who. Yeah, I'm getting emotional. Gosh. <laughs> Not who society says I am. Right? Who I actually am. And there's nothing that I could have asked for. There's no spell that I could have worked. There's nothing that I could have petitioned for. There's, there's going to be as strong as what Egun, what the ancestors see in me. And the same goes for you. Your vision and your perception of yourself is is, 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 is high-minded as we all want to be. It's still limited. We are still constrained in this timeline. When you tap into your ancestors, when you tap into that bloodline, and you tap into all of the power of people that's before, it's like going, it's like it's like you are opening your own private library. Like when Bell discovered, you know, when Beast uh, gifted Bell the whole library. And she was just like looking like, oh my God, I've never seen so many books in my life. Like that's what it feels like when you get to really tap into your ancestors and be like, I had no idea that all of this was here this whole time. This whole time, this whole time, I'm walking around, you know, looking for answers and it was in here the whole time. This book, how long this book been in here? That's how you start to feel like, wait a, wait a goddamn minute. And then you start to connect dots and be like, oh, that's what that means. You know, those funny dreams that you may have or those weird visions that you may have or those the, the attractions to certain little objects and, 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 and animals and just all of those little things start to just like the picture of who you really are starts to get more clear and then when you realize that who society told you you are and how you should be don't have nothing to do with who you actually are you start moving a little different, you know? You start embracing yourself more. You start to truly fall in love with who you are. That shit is powerful. So that's why last year the Hitana was like, yo, like, I don't like how you not loving on yourself all the way. Like, I don't like this halfway love thing. I don't like that. What's up with that? You know who you, you know what you, I mean, she literally spun me in a circle. was like, have you looked at yourself? Do you know who you are? You look, why are you, why are you acting like you're not the shit? And I was just very like taken aback because, you know, that, that talk of ego, you know, it's like, it's one thing to be like, to quantify, you know, all of the things that society says makes you agreeable and desirable and to wear that as what makes you, you know, worthy. But like, as you know, most Def says, or his intro of um, Black on Both Sides and Fear Not of Men, he says, you know, how do people know when they're valuable? He said, people know when they're valuable, not because they have a whole lot of money or because somebody think they sexy, but because they was created by God and God makes you valuable. That is some powerful shit. That's real though. This also goes into... All right, so I'm going to share the next time. Another Misa that I went to, another spirit came down and looked me square in my eye. Square in my eye. And said, 
You know you you're a star. You know that. And I'm like, what? And he said, your hands. He, he he made me hold my hands out. He took my he took my hands in his hands. He said, your hands are blessed by a zombie. My God, your hands are black. Like you're black. Like what what the? He's like he's just looking at me like like I don't know I don't know what's up, child. But we gonna get you together. And that's why these when we when we embracing our traditions and our paths, you know, it is important that we realize that we need the guidance of elders because while we all are tapping in, this we still have blind spots. We still have you know things that we can't see all the way. And to be fair, that's okay. You know, your elders want you to explore and 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 research and do all of the work. But when you get when you start hitting walls, when you start getting to the place where you're like, I don't know why this thing's not working out for me. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why I can't get past this thing. I got this block. That's when your elders step in. That's when the community steps in. And it's like, hey, have you thought about this? Have you considered that? Maybe we could do... It's like, it's literally like being at the doctor, you know? If you could take care of yourself only but so much. Your dad can only take care of you, but for... Like, they will protect you, but you still have to... You When you need to advance, you need that guidance. And you need that little shakeup to kind of remind you that this is a long... This is a lifelong process. You're going to be getting it, you know, pulling yourself together and learning something new every day. Lord willing to the day you die. Even and, and even on the other side, you're going to be learning something else. And then if you decide to come back, you're going to start the whole shit all over again. So it's like this constant is a constant shedding and growing and the shedding and the growing and the shedding and the growing. Every year, you're going to feel like a whole new person. You know, you're going to feel more refined. You're going to feel more settled about certain things. You're not going to respond to things the same way, you know? And, um, yeah, like learning about certain, certain spirits in my spiritual frame, you know, my spiritual court made me understand myself a lot more. You know, it made me respect myself a lot more, right? It made me look at things from their perspective. Like why, why would they want to fuck with me? Right? It, it can't just be that, oh, I was just assigned or they picked. It has to be that I made an agreement too. That I agreed to all of this, to, to live this life. I agreed to this, you know? So I got to hold on my end of the bargain. If the shit is getting rough, I got to keep reminding myself that I agreed to this. <laughs> I already know these people. And getting, re, getting reacquainted with them, that's my responsibility because we all here with each other. So... I'm going to do that. And I have never felt so much peace in my life. I'm not even going to hold y'all. I have never felt so much peace as knowing that as long as I'm investing in myself and my dad, that I'm good. Don't matter what's going on outside. Really, that is a level of peace that ain't no prescription drug could have bought me. I'm keeping it at 100. And I'm somebody who's diagnosed with depression bipolar disorder, all these things. I ain't been on no medication in years. And I'm not saying this to uh, as a thing against medication, but I'm saying that when I truly made a conscious effort to put myself and my spiritual, you know, hygiene at the highest, you know, priority, my need for certain things subsided. My anxiety subsided. You know, 
my capacity to be so depressed that I can't move society because it's like there was certain things that I had to be responsible for, for myself. I have to be responsible in charge of my emotions. I can't just say, oh, you know, it's a, it's a chemical imbalance. Well, if it's a chemical imbalance and motherfucker, we scientists, we could rebalance some shit. We alchemists, we could, we could recalibrate. It might not be as easy and quick as taking a medication and experimenting with that, but you had to experiment with that shit too. So if you're going to experiment, if I'm going to, that was just my, my rationale. Like if I'm going to experiment with some medication, I might as well experiment with my, with my, with my own personal hygiene, spiritual hygiene and, um, my own mental health management. I got to experiment. I can't just leave it on the doctor. I can't just leave it on the hospital. I can't just leave it on a pharmaceutical company. I got to, I'm, I'm here. I got to do something. And it was not easy. I'm not going to sit up here and bullshit y'all and say, oh my gosh, it's so easy. I just stopped taking meds and I just stopped. I, no, 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 no. It was rough. It was an adjustment. It was, it was rough. But, I mean, some of the shit that, that's going down this year, too, I can only imagine how I would be, how fucked up I would really be feeling out here if I didn't at least invest in myself. Your investment in yourself, you will never be broke, so to speak, when you choose to invest in yourself. You will always have a well that is full a well that is, you know, of sustenance for you before you start giving it out to other people, before you start running and saving everybody, before you start, you know, mothering the world for you, it is important that you invest and, 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 and pour that love into yourself. You need it. Your ancestors need it. There's, they can't do nothing for you. If you run down, they got to spend all their energy keeping you alive and keeping you up. But when you meet them halfway, or you, what you what you perceive to be halfway, because trust me, the amount of energy and insight and, 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 and just the magnitude of what they have, what's in your blood, is so strong. Don't let your ego have you thinking that you're stronger than the dead. You're not. You're not. You are but a speck. You are just another link in the chain. It is on you to not be the weak link in the chain. It is on you to respect the fact that there is people that came before you who... Yo, what, I guess in, in comparison, listen, we might be thinking that our life is hard now. Tuh. We don't know hard life. For real. We don't know hard life. And I'm not saying this to diminish anybody's experience. I'm just saying that we're talking about in the time frame, in, in the grand scheme of things. People 50 years ago was facing harder things. People 100 years ago was facing hell. So I can't allow myself to to, to get complacent and think that my hardships, my 2020 hardships, as hard and tough and, and, and as inconvenient as it might be, as anything to somebody's 1920 hardships or somebody's 1820 hardships, it's not. And I'm cool with that. So that means that I need to take, um, I need to be more present in, in terms of acknowledging all of the things that I have that somebody before me didn't have and how that makes me an asset to my bloodline. The fact that I'm living in the circumstance that I'm in now. It is on me to make the best of this. It is on me to ask them to guide me to the best outcomes. It is on me to maintain and be healthy in whatever health way that means. If that means investing and going back to therapy, fine. If that means, you know, taking control of your finances, fine. If that means taking control of your nutrition, fine. If that means, whatever that means, there's always room for improvement. You know, there's always room for improvement. But, you, but, you can't improve on what you don't know. So once you once you get once you get clear, 
some some level of clarity about who you are and what you're working with, good, bad, and indifferent, then you can make a plan of action that makes sense for you. And you will find that some of the things that you used to try to force on yourself, you won't even, like, that ain't even going to work on me because I know better than that, you know? Um, yeah. So I did a post on the blog. It's called Urban Things. And I just wanted to share a little story because this is important that we understand that uh, this is all a science and we are constantly in research mode as scientists, you know, but science, every experiment, y'all know the scientific method, every experiment, you have your hypothesis, (laughs) right? You have, you know, your method. You know, what you did, you know, then you have your little experiment, right? Then you go back and you check your findings and you come to a conclusion. Like, it's a whole thing. So, I have been pushed to work herbs more. Y'all already know I, I love a fresh herb. I love herbs, dry, fresh. I work with herbs all the time. But one particular spirit was asking for more They wanted a little attention. They was like, listen, listen, I want you to to come over here and sit with me and and so we we could work these herbs. So I said, okay, I'm going to make myself a bath. So I hadn't made myself a bath since uh, my scratching. So I said, all right, because I was letting that settle in because that was a whole process. There was a lot of herbs and things involved with that. So I didn't want to be overzealous with the bath so quick. So I said, no, no, I'll wait. I'll wait a minute. So Fine, I guess I, I waited long enough until she was like, hey, come over here, come sit down with me, come do these herbs with me. So I said, okay. So I pulled some herbs together and I was just, and I, I, I didn't want, I was, this was literally an experiment. I wanted to say, I wanted to intuitively do it instead of how I usually am just like, I have, I know, you know, it's like a recipe. I know this, th- this is good for this and this is good for that. And this, but I wanted to just kind of feel it out. I wanted to freestyle a little bit. So freestyle I added in something that I don't usually add in I never really I I I I, I had some hibiscus in the house some some dried hibiscus Jamaican y'all might know it as sorrel right I said let me just I don't know why I don't know what is making me t- reach for this sorrel reach for the sorrel put it in the bath reach for the vivane put it in the bath I said oh let me go let me ask my pro um Siempre Viva, my life everlasting plant. If I could have one of these leaves. All right, cool. Thank you. You know, let me go to my money plant and see what it's going to do. Right? So I'm putting all of these things together. I let the bath sit um, overnight in front of my altar. Um, and then I strain it. I pour it. You know, I take my shower, pour it over myself. And then I put my lights on, of course, and go to bed. That's on a Monday night. Tuesday morning, I get up. Tuesday morning, I'm in the grocery store. Well, waiting for the grocery store to open. The bougie gentrified market at that, right? So, like, it's a couple blocks away from my house. But they're the only people that got my oat milk. Because I really, I fucks with Chobani oat milk. That's my shit. So, I was like, I need to get my, I got to get my Chobani. So, I'm walking. I'm, I'm waiting outside for the place to open. I'm like, I'm really an old lady. I, some of y'all may know. I be up at, like, 5 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. That's, like, my time. I be in bed at 8 o'clock. I'm like, this is where I'm at right now. But I get to the supermarket. Y'all still know it's COVID, okay? So I got a mask on, everything. I got a mask on. I have a sweatpants. I just look like I just ran to the grocery store. I don't look like much of anything. If somebody just walked past me, they wouldn't know, you know, they wouldn't think twice. 
I'm looking at Brie in the cheese section because I'm fake bougie. And <laughs> somebody tapped me on the shoulder. It's like, hey, Nick. I was like, oh, hey, hello. And they pulled their mask down. And it's a guy that I used to go out with like seven years ago, right? And me and this guy, we always had a nice, you know, we, we had a nice, we had a cute little time dating. But I broke things off with him because I didn't feel that he was, you know, I didn't feel that we was going to be compatible in the long, long run based on how he was doing, how I was doing. Like, I don't know. Like, you know how you just don't have no real beef for nobody? You're just like, I don't, you're not really handling your life all the way. And I ain't trying to judge you, but that I can't be involved with you. It was one of those. Like, he never treated me bad. He, he never had no beef. He was always very sweet to me. He was always very nice to me. He was always very loving and affectionate, all that shit. But... I was like very focused on getting my shit together and at the time he was not so i told him I, at that time i was like you know this is not gonna work out for me uh -uh. and we was like we was in our late 20s right this is seven years ago so you know every and every so often i run into him and he always wants to jump right back into a relationship with me and i'm always very much pumping the brakes on that because i'm like i take my relationships very serious and i, I like you and everything but no so Ran into this man, exchanged numbers. He's like, oh, you know, when can I call you? I'm like, call me on Thursday. So Thursday he calls, we go out to eat, we talking. And here's where the experiment comes in. So those herbs, right? <laughs> Let's go over the herbs that I put in this bath. Here's my notes. I got my little notebook. The herbs that I put in this bath. Seven herbs, just to, and I always like to, I pay attention to all this shit, the number, right? So I put seven herbs, right? So we have hibiscus, we have money plant, you know, like the money tree, Chinese money tree, protogiosa, siempre viva, life everlasting, same, all same thing. Eye bright, hyssop, rampe muralla, rampe murala, I can never pronounce it properly, wall breaker herb, and blue vervain. Right, so let's go down the list of what all these herbs do, <laughs> because <laughs> hilarious. So hibiscus. When I told my godfather this, he was like, "Oop, <laughs> bloop bloop," and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know why I reach for the hibiscus. I would never do that, but apparently this needed to happen." So hibiscus <laughs> incites passion. <laughs> hibiscus incites passion, attracts love slash lust. Um. And it's considered an aphrodisiac. So, but it's that's funny to me because to me, in my mind, sorrow always represents like being like as a blood cleanser, like like for the physical properties, but like spiritually, I didn't, I never thought to to I never thought about that. So funny, funny, funny. Um, then we had the money plant, which we all know is for wealth and abundance and all that. Protogiosa, life everlasting, sempre viva which is a, 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 a plant that promotes calmness. It's a calming plant. It's a, like a very, you can put a leaf on the top of your head and put your scarf on and it just keeps everything nice and cool, keeps your thoughts cool, all that shit. Eyebright. Eyebright is used to see situations clearly to remove cloudiness and deceptiveness. Hyssop, y'all all know, we all, listen, y'all should know about hyssop, all right? It's Hoodoo Heritage Month. Y'all should know about hyssop, okay? Hyssop is for purification and protection, for hex and curse breaking, right? Then we have Rampa Murala, 
Wall Breaker, which breaks down cross conditions and opens new doors. Um, and then we have Blue Vervain, which is used in love spells to rekindle a dying love. Can y'all, really y'all? Really? Really? Um, it gets rid of negativity as well. And it is a booster herb, so it'll amplify the power of the other herbs that are in the mix. So I inadvertently put all this shit together and booms a seven year ex walks up i mean and, and the man said he was driving his car seeing me pull a car over pull himself together and then came and walked up on me in the grocery store first of all i don't know how the man see me had a mask on and sweatpants and a track jack i look like any old body i don't know how this man see me mm. all right he seen me and he came back but you see i had to like that that eye bright you know, that eye bright and that hyssop and that rampa murala, like that, those, those was not going to let this shit get too out of hand, right? So while the hibiscus wanted to be Miss Hot and Tight, you know, wanted to be Miss Turn Up, <laughs> the rest of the herbs was like, and pump your brakes. We, we not going to do all of that. So ran into this man, you know, again, it's very easy. Your ego likes comfort. It's very easy to just fall back into the patterns, fall back into whatever um, energies that you used to dealing with somebody on. Sometimes, but for some reason, you know, for some reason, I'm different, right? I'm different from the last time that he seen me. And technically, I haven't not seen him in seven years. The last time that I seen him was literally exactly a year ago. And I was like, oh, you looking like you still, you know, a little, but he, he, it wasn't uh it wasn't the same situation. He was like had a bad accident and he was like hurt and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. However, I can't be your nurse right now because I gotta work. So I wish you the best. I hope you, you know, heal up and all that stuff and I'll holla at you. <laughs> so a year later, here we go. And it's like, okay, um, again. Now this man <laughs> because of all this back and forth over the years, this man think that we are meant to be. Okay, he is convinced that this is destiny. And, you know, as much as I believe in destiny and all them things, I do believe in common sense. And I do believe in not just going with everything that comes your way, but analyzing things and, like, looking at things from all angles and just using some more common sense than, you know, heart sense. Like, I can't just go with my heart all the time. I'm sorry. Like, I can't. I gotta be, you know, smart about how I'm moving with things. I gotta be intentional about how I'm dealing with people, how I'm directing my energy, how I'm engaging with people. All of these things are important. So, like I said, this man thinks that we meant to be. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I might have agreed with him. Like, oh my gosh, what it, mean? It, it, it means something. We keep running into each other. And, uh, uh, uh. But this time, I was like, listen, I ain't got time for the back and forth all these years. All right. Next thing you know, it's going to be 10 years we doing this shit. No. Um, and I'm always the one that that is, is skittish about commitment. He's always the one that's pressing me for commitment, which changes the dynamic of things also. But it's important to note that this time around, I was committed to seeing. I wanted to know. I, I, I was not going to give it too much room to allow myself to delude myself, which is very important. It's very important when you are dealing with people or you work in certain things, you know, you got to be open mentally to all of the possibilities of what's happening. You can't 
make you know you can you can you can I guess make uh, you know, educated guess about what you think is going to happen, but you got to be open to the fact that, listen, you working something, so, uh, what's going to happen is going to happen. What's supposed to be is supposed to be. It's going to come out. And it's on you to make use of that information, and it's on you to act accordingly. You can't be like, oh my God, the, the, the universe brought this person back into my life. It must be for a reason. Yeah, there's a reason for everything. Figure it out. It ain't always all, you know, the warm and fuzzy, happily ever after reason. I definitely believe that People are projections and mirrors of each other. And that's good, bad, and indifferent, you know? Now, I had to really be objective about how I was looking at this whole situation. I couldn't allow myself to be, I couldn't allow my ego to be overly consumed with all the attention and the the affection and all the stuff that was rushing out of this man. Again, I had to really like pump the brakes, take a step back and really look at what is, what am I looking at? What is it really that I'm looking at? That's that eye bright. Like, I want to know what the is going on. Like, what am I really looking at? You know? And, um, and I, I want to look at it from a safe distance. Hiss up. Okay. I want to look at it from a, and I don't want to act in the same ways that I've acted before in the past. Rampe Mirala, right? Wall breaker. I don't want to, um, <laughs> I, I, I want that, 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 that feeling there, but I don't want it to, to be overpowered by it. You know, and I want to be able to really keep my mind clear and, and move forward with intention. So that's what I did. And usually on dates, I'm very talkative. If I like you, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not a person that could fake liking people. Either I like you or I don't like you. And, you know, especially somebody that I've already had something with, you have that natural chemistry, right? You feel easy around them. But when you're trying to get something different, you got to act different. So I was just, I listened twice as much as I spoke. And I just let this man talk, right? I just let him talk. And boy, oh boy, did he talk. And then, um, I was like, okay, I was still feeling a little, you know, it was just the first time I had seen him in a long time. So I was like, hmm, okay. And I came home and I thought about, you know, what he talked about. And I thought about how I was feeling. And I thought about what happened. And, and I thought, thought, thought. And then I was like, all right, um, let, me, let me pull some cards and ask the people. Because I was like, what do y'all want me to, you know, what's, what's, what do y'all think about what's happening? Pull the cards. I'm looking at the cards, looking at the cards. I'm like, all right, the moon card came up. Everybody knows the moon. The moon card represents things that are hidden, but things that will be revealed over time. Just like how the moon goes through its phases. The moon is not always hidden. The moon slowly shows itself in the course of the moon cycle. So I was like, that was the outcome for the whole shit. There was other cards in there too. Nothing too alarming, but that was the outcome. And I was like, okay, duly noted. I'm keeping my eye open. So we had another date. And afterwards, he came back to my house. And I don't, first of all, I, I say this to say, I don't advocate bringing niggas back to your house. That's just, I don't. I already know this man. I've been intimate with this man many times. I, I, I know who this man is, okay? I would never invite no strange man back in my house. That's not how this goes. But I, I did this because I needed a little bit more control <laughs> to extract more information. So I made sure I had my charcoal burning. And I put some garlic skins on that bitch. And a little frankincense to keep it keep it smelling sweet, not smelling like garlic in a bit. But garlic skins and charcoal will make everybody. I'm telling you, somebody they will tell you their whole life story. They don't even know why. When I say this man sat up and tell me all in business, 
By the time I was finished, this man had told me how much money he's making every day. <laughs> this man had told me so. I mean, he done told me about the last how many relationships he was in. I know I had so much information to make a decision. It was like, okay. I, and I can't sit up here and act like he ain't just say all of this stuff. And I can't rationalize. And it is not for me to rationalize. It's not for me to egoically go in there and be like, oh, I could do this. I could do that. I could do that. And I'm different. It wasn't none of that. It was no room for none of that. It was no room. It was no room. And after a while, you know, I started to feel a little bad. But maybe not this. Not I don't want to say bad. But I started to feel a little, maybe a little sad about like, no, you know, like you asked. And, you know, you, you, you can't ignore what is being shown to you. And I think that that was a great, um, it was a great, it was a great thing that happened because, in, you know, typically we ask for things and then we still want to be like, I'm confused. I don't know why this is happening. And it's like, you don't want to, you don't want to accept, you don't want to come to terms. You don't want to make a move on everything that is actually being presented to you. That's your part. You know, there's only so much information gathering you're going to be able to do. At some point, you got to shit or get off the pot. So, um, definitely, definitely was able to, you know, conclude my study. But I still had to let this man know that, hey, you know, there's mad love here. And I respect, and you know, I respect you. And I, you know, know that I feel respected by you. But at the same, on that same token, this is not feasible. You know, and um, I'm not, we're not in the same page about a lot of things that are really important, fundamental things, you know? So while we, while I, you have never mistreated me personally, it's not about that. It's about, are we compatible? And I feel right now at this time, we're not. And y'all, when I say just that simple conversation, yo, when I told you years ago, I would have been ruminating for weeks over this type of shit. Weeks. When I say weeks. Weeks. It could have been the end of the month and I would have been still like, oh my gosh, I gotta And I and then my ego would have still soaked up all the attention and my you know, my ego would have still soaked up all the compliments and the and the dates and all of these things, but my mind already knew, my spirit already knew, you know, mm. And then also too, like the fact I also brought him back to the house because I that's also a type like listen, you talking a lot of big shit. It's like coming home and meet the family, right? And that was another conversation that we had. When he asked the question, he said, what's something about you that I should know that I don't? And I thought about it and I said, well, and I gave him a very Sparknotes version of what I'm into right now and how I got here. And he was like, mm, okay, well, you know, my mom is into all of that. And... We, we had a discussion about spiritual baths and all that shit. And it's like, oh, wow. So that was nice. It was nice to be able to have that interaction, right? Because I don't usually, you know, dating to me, I'm very private in, in terms of, like, dating and stuff like that. Like, with men, like, um, I tell you stuff on a need-to-know basis. I'm not no open book, really. Um, but in terms of my spiritual practice and all that shit, I don't debate with, with men about that type of shit. Because I done had bad experiences before with men trying to sit up there. And they want to debate about your um, spiritual um, work like it's a philosophical it's no debate family this is what I'm doing this is who I am this is where I'm at like respect it or not like I'm not I'm not asking you to you know give. I'm not asking for permission to, to do me so it was nice to have that conversation 
and have it go smoothly, right? So I have that little practice run in my head of like what it what it would feel like again when somebody has you know has questions about you know a part of my life that I don't really share. And then it was also good to be able to not in a not nasty way establish a boundary and be transparent with somebody and you know not have this whole long drawn out argument being you know it was that I needed I needed both of those things I also needed a little attention you know and a little you know conversation a little razzle dazzle uh, I needed that right but does that mean that it was for you know this is the forever nah and it's also good too to see like you know that I mean so I don't bring people to the house like that. So whatever, you know, <laughs> nothing weird happened, right? Uh, and I've had situations where people that come to the house ain't supposed to be here and something a little strange happens. That wasn't the case this time. This was more of a, all right, you're a big girl. We're going to let you, you know what to do. You know better. So we're going to watch and see how you handle the situation. And I feel like I passed the test. I hope I passed the test. I feel like I passed the test. This is pass or fail. It's like, I don't think I need to like pass with flying colors. You can struggle a little bit, but yeah, I feel like that was a whole test from the bath to the, to the, to the meet, to the seven day, you know, whirlwind romance to the breakup, right? And the closure and back here to square one. That one week process I'm telling you, that shit, a couple of years ago, I was, it would be six months later and I would still be like, I don't know why I'm still dealing with this man. <laughs> not being willing to speak up for myself, not being willing to assert myself, not showing up for myself, just going along with anything that's coming. Nah, you got to stand up for yourself. So, to, to, to segue into some things that I got going on this month. Um, speaking of not speaking up for yourself and all that stuff, I was gifted a set of womb beads by my madama, treasure of wombs of wealth and becoming a botanica. And she made me womb beads last year and they, and they popped, which is fine because beads pop. But when she, when we, you know, she does a consultation and the reading and all that stuff, when she did my consultation and did my reading, she was like, I need you to focus more on your throat chakra and speaking your truth, right? And you need to focus on that. You gotta, you gotta speak up for yourself, you know? And, um, she was right. So the beads that she made for me are directly, you know, goes, goes with this bath too. She used blue appetite. Um, blue appetite is used for personal power to achieve goals, clears confusion, apathy or negativity. It's the stone of manifestation, has a cleansing influence on the aura and the mental body, which is your psychic perception, your paranormal abilities. And it's a dream stone for creative problem solving. It enhances, it, it enhances speech and group communication. It is rule. It is associated also with the throat chakra and the third eye and improves concentration and memory. Right. So she put one of the, she put those, she put blue appetite on my band. She also put Laramar on my band, which is um, good for, is also associated with the throat chakra and it guides excessive passion into peace. It's used for enhancing and protecting 
Um, the voice is an excellent stone for finding a soulmate, um, facilitates the healing of unresolved issues, fears, traumas related to the heart. And then she also put bloodstone, which is a very powerful healing stone, which heightens intuition and hematite, which is a grounding stone and it just balances everything out. So that is the band that was gifted to me. Um, and I was just like, yo, I literally just got my band and I'm like, wow, like all, everything is in divine time because I could, I could only imagine if I had the band at the same time as I did the bath and ran into this man again, that would have thrown the experiment off. It would have added too much of so you know, so it's like we have to, it would have made the, that whole experiment would have been too charged up. It would have been too, it could have been, it could have been traumatic, you know, the herbs did their thing and I had to do my thing. And now I get to reset and recalibrate and put intention on my beads based on this last little experiment. That's some wild shit to me. I love it. When I say I'm here for divine timing, I am here for divine timing because just the fact that the stones that she picked for me almost go hand in hand with the herbs that I use in the bath. That shit is wild. I was like, wow, we ain't, we ain't playing that. But that's that's just that's just divine alignment. That's just divine timing. And I also have something for you guys. All of the dreamers out there, you know, she made me this band, but I had commissioned her to make some anklets or it could be used as bracelets too, but I prefer to, I would prefer to see how people, you know, use them as anklets because when you're dreaming and you're astral traveling, you want something to ground you. And I always think about the left foot. Like for me, when I think of ground and I always think about my left foot, that's always the, I don't know why I just, that's just what I think about. Um, and I have, well, six, because I'm going to take one. I have, well, five, because I already promised one to somebody. I have five bands. <laughs> I have five dream bands, which have, um, which are different, you know, they're different variations of blues and whites, and they have hematite and blue appetite on them, and they, I'm going to post pictures of them on the blog, uh, and I'm going to do a birthday bundle well a dream bundle of where you get a band a dream journal like a full dream journal because y'all seen the little zine dream journals that i did but i got big i got full-size dream journals um a dream journal a dream water and a reading like a consultation so we can you know go over what is happening in your dream life if if i'm allowed to see that because you know it's only it's only based on what i'm allowed to see but yeah, these, I'm going to be selling those bundles for $111. So for $111, you'll get a beautiful, uh, one-of-a-kind anklet uh, to assist you and ground you during your astral travels. You'll get um, a dream water packed full of herbs and all the good things that you need to protect you and give you a little enhancement while you are astral traveling. You'll get a dream journal to document your experiences and you will get a reading a 30 minute reading with me and yeah i feel like i feel like that's fair for 111 bucks right like that's a nice little package i'll also have the dream journals available just if you just want a dream journal i'll have the um the waters available if you just want a water but uh, the the bands i don't feel like it's responsible to sell a band with this little power and don't give you some other support tools to help you 
you know, make sense of what's going to be happening to you while you are astral traveling with this band. So I feel like it's, um, it's important, a little important part of dream work is to stay protected. So thank you so much, Treasure, for making these beautiful bands. I'm going to take pictures of them for y'all. They look really, really nice. Um, one of them I said, like I said, one is, one is for me. And one is already gifted to somebody because I made promises and I do keep my word. So I just, uh, I think that's a, that's, I think this is a nice way to end the, the, um, <laughs> I think this is a nice way to end the episode. Um, because I'm just really, I don't know. I, I'm always in awe of the process. I'm always in awe. I'm always in awe. I'm always, I'm just like, I stay curious. I'm always in awe of how things are going to move. I'm always in awe of, you know, the exploring the boundaries of my personal power and, 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 and my personhood. And I feel like this, you know, experiment with this man, again, you can feel love for people, you know, and that does not mean that you are meant to be with them forever in a day. You can cross paths with people all the way into the day you die. That does not mean that they are the one that got... It doesn't mean that, you know, it's like... I feel like sometimes we put so much stock into happenstance and we don't put any stock into what we contribute or what we bring to a situation. And that can be a little dangerous, you know? So like I said, I didn't allow my ego to dictate how this was gonna go. Cause I couldn't, I, 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 I had more tools available to me than just my feelings and my ego. I had to pull the card. I used herbs. I, you know, used, I, I used smoke cleansing. I did all of these different things. I just sat back and observed. I, I listened. Like, you know, I didn't push any narrative. I didn't push any um, outcome. I didn't try to sway the the, 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 the experiment one way or another. That would make me an unethical scientist. <laughs> I couldn't just make this man be what I wanted him to be. I had to look at him and what he really is. And this is not to judge him. Cause that, that trust me in talking with this man, it, it was the mirror that I needed to see the, 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 the crazy shit that's going on in my life, which is not crazy. You know, like in retrospect, it's not crazy, but it just shone a light back into the areas in which I need to tighten up my shit and clean up my act. Thank you. I needed that. Right. I didn't feel that that still doesn't mean that I have to give this person room, wiggle room in my life. No, that also doesn't mean I don't need to slam the door in their face and be nasty about it either. No, I, I usually just block and move on. But it was like, no, this is something that needed to be addressed. There is no reason to not speak up and voice your boundaries. There's no reason to not be realistic about what a situation could bring to you without imposing so much of your own ego and your own will which I'm sure we've all done that in the past. And it's like, when you move from more than ego, you you start to move different and you feel different about things and you, you don't question yourself as much because you're not doing things to get something. You're just working with what's there. And I think at the heart of, of all of it, that is what hoodoo is all about. It's like, I want to extract the best possible outcome. I want to extract the best possible outcome. But I'm not going to just force, you know, whatever. Most hoodoos were and are God-fearing people. Some of them were staunch Christians. They did not feel that their power was something that was, they could just use it willy-nilly. They had to, there was control. There was checks and, checks and balances. They had to ask. They had to petition. They had to pray. They had to meditate. They had to do a lot of things. 
And then they got to do the work. If only if it was acceptable, only if it was allowed, you know? So yeah, Miss Mom, you know, Miss uh, Miss Ting, and my herb queen, she was like, I need you to work with these herbs. I had no idea why I was touching hibiscus. And then a, a day later, it was like, oh. And then it was like, oh, well, okay. That was, that's powerful stuff. When you tapping into the people that, that came before you and what they can see, you start to look at yourself differently. You start to move differently. You start to embrace that those differences. And, and, and it builds up your confidence. So this was a confidence boosting week, I will tell you that. Um, it was a little sad. It was a little bittersweet, you know. But, hey, you got to see where people, meet people where they're at. And you, and if they're not where you want them to be, where you feel that you, you know, don't change. Don't try and change anybody. The only thing that you could change in a situation is yourself. And the only person that you need to be really considering and making serious investments in as a single person is yourself and your community. But I mean, really make investments and fortify yourself because you're still a chain in your own link and you still have your own story and you still have your own journey that needs to be completed. And you always going to need something on your journey. So whether that's a bit of advice, you know, whether that's a bit of guidance, whether that's peace of mind, whether that's health of mind and body, whether that's strength to go to journey. You need to use, there's always something that you could do for yourself to fortify yourself and remind you that at the end of the day, your spirits walk with you and they're here to help you achieve your highest destiny and your highest good. And if somebody or something is not in line with that, it's not on you to cling to it or force it. It's on you to make peace with it. Make peace with that situation and make peace with yourself. And at the end of the day, you are here because you chose to be here in this time and you have everything that you need to succeed in this timeline. And that's it, y'all. <laughs> I'm crying again because I'm a fucking sap. <laughs> ah, okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the How To Be Magical Podcast. My name is Nikki Buchanan. I'm the owner of Soul Things Botanica. You can find me online at soulthingsbotanica.com. You can find me on Facebook at Soul Things Botanica. You can find me on Instagram at Soul Things BK. Um, this episode, yeah, I'm just calling it I Am because it's like I'm feeling like Hippolyta from uh, <laughs> Lovecraft Country right now. And all of y'all, I feel like I should do an episode about Lovecraft Country. But if y'all want me to do an episode about Lovecraft Country, let me know. Leave me a comment. Um, and that's it. Next, you know, the next episode that we, um, next episode for next week, we're going to be talking with Chade Oya Uh, She is a doula and a priestess of Oya and an avid dreamer. And we're going to be talking about dreams and astral travel and egg bay and spiritual families. And that is going to be next Thursday the 8th. Yep, we're gonna, that's going to be the episode that airs next. So this episode is all about me and my birthday's on the 17th and I want to have these uh, these these dream anklets and the dream bundle packages are going to be up sometime next week. So stay tuned for that as well. And thank you so much. Um, I love all of y'all. As, as you know, just keep it beautiful. Keep it black. Stay blessed and happy Hoodoo Heritage Month. Happy Geechee Heritage Month. Shout out to all of the Geechee Gullah people. Shout out to all of the Hoodoos. And 
big up to the ancestors for bringing us this far because whew, God knows we need y'all and y'all need us and we in this together. All right. I love y'all so much. Bye.